I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines. Change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines. Change my mind. Yeah. Nick, Tim, should we be able to call out strangers when you suspect them cheating at a friendly game of golf? By the way, I have my, uh, for those of you watching on the WBSM 1420 live stream from New Bedford, uh, I have a hot off the presses 5L podcast t-shirt. So if you're not already subscribing and listening to uh, just one of the many podcasts that our co-host Nick Fryer hosts... <laughs> Um, this is another one. So, uh, in addition to change my mind, give us a follow at five out. Give give Nick a follow at five out. Not me. I I just was so lucky enough to leave a review You're and get a nice family. shirt. You're part of the family. The the, the podcom nation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> I'm a distant distant relative. Exactly. Yeah, not so distant. Um, so let me. You said. But yeah, back if to someone's the point. cheating. In if a I game suspect of- someone's cheating in a game, a friendly game of golf, golf a game amongst friends. Right. Am I allowed to call them out if I don't know this person? If you don't know this person, I would say no. Okay. But you, they, other people with you know them. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah. So, okay. So, so like I'll you, give you a for so, instance. Okay. Yeah. I was out golfing today with my father uh, at the Cape Club. <laughs> okay. Fabulous round despite horrible weather. Uh, and my dad brings one of his coworkers uh, for, we'll call him Brian. His name's Brian, but we'll call him Brian. Um, he's not listening to this, You're using right? The exact kidding? people who are involved in this. Yes, I love uh, it. it's, it's a for instance, but I it's uh, ripped from the headlines, as they like to say mm-hmm. on, on Law and Order. Uh, so, but he just kept saying, "Oh, you know," like I, he would never finish out his putts. So he would just pick them up, you know, within oh, two good. feet, right? So yeah, it's good. It's but it's that's good. no big deal. It's fine. We do that with with one another all the time. But I don't think he counts that stroke. What? So you know, you know what I mean. So like, you, you're on in two on a par three. Yep. Uh, you inch rim out. Mm-hmm. You know your your par putt. So you pick up that stroke four. You're picking yeah. up the ball is a, a the stroke. Right. And you I, would count I, it as a par. Now I'm not great, so I I can't confirm this. So I I have uh, high enough numbers to deal with on my own, <laughs> yeah. to, like let alone keep track of someone else's strokes. Okay. But it's just like, I beat him on the front nine. Yep. His game didn't really get much better. We were all kind of keeping score. And he beat my dad and I, who, uh, by like five or six strokes. Really? So that means, yeah. It doesn't add up. So can you call someone out in that situation? I would say no. I mean, unless you want to get and in I, a little and bit of a And fight. it's like 17th hole, I go to my dad, because we were in a cart, and you yeah. know, the guy was in a cart by himself, and I go, I'm like... He's a nice guy, but I, I kind of think he's full of shit. Yeah, that sounds like and, it. And my dad's like, I think you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to golf with someone like that ever again. Because even coming into it, he told me that, like, my dad, who we usually play, um, you know, neck and neck, we usually come down in, like, the final hole. Mm-hmm. He beat me by a stroke uh, this past week. But, uh, yeah, it was like, my dad tells me he usually plays with this guy regularly. Really? And he, like, wipes the floor with this guy. And he somehow managed to beat you both by five, six strokes. Well, maybe it was like four or five strokes. Still. Even still, like if I had beaten him on the front nine, he still had work to do. You know, yeah. I think I got him by two strokes on the front nine. So he made up six strokes yeah. minimum. So, so that's probably what it was. It was probably like four strokes 
After being down picking two. up the two. So he won by four on the back nine. You mean he won by six? He won by back. six overall. Won by four on the back nine and then lost by two on the front nine. That would mean he won by two strokes then. He won by six. Right. So he won by six, so that would oh. mean he beat... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying. Okay, yes. I'm no, bad I, but Either this way... This is why I can't keep track of other people's strokes. Fair point. But you have, but you do have a feel for the game. So I, under, like, I can understand how you'd run into that issue. I've definitely had that before where people kind of fudge their score a little bit. Yeah. I personally don't care much because I don't put a ton of effort into golf. No, neither do I. But again, just... You got to enjoy their who company. Who cares? If, if that, well, one, that's... Yes, who cares? So that's why I ignore You're only cheating anything. yourself, you but know? You really... You're not getting on the tour anytime The only soon. way I'm going to put up with that on more than one... Or on multiple occasions is if I enjoy that person's company that yeah. much on the golf course. Because that's the only time... So, that's the only time. In that case, then you can kind of bring it up to them. You can almost say like jokingly, like, "Hey, what the heck, man?" No, someone who does that is very, very insecure. You got to cheat on, a, on something like that. You're very insecure. Right, and I'm I would, sorry. I would call yeah. him out for that. Why would you call him out for that? I'd, I'd be like, you know that we're just we're just friends here. It's just a friendly <laughs> game. Yeah, we're, we're not playing. Like, we're not even playing like cheap money either. You know, it's not even like we're doing like a couple of like front front back total score, and then you put like five dollars on. It's each. all pride. Yeah, it's just going out there for fun. Just a couple. Of, it was my dad's birthday round. If you, oh, if I'm playing for money, then I'm making sure we're confirming the scores every single time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not messing yeah, around. You don't, with that. you don't need to worry if you ever play against me. Uh, with me, it's just like everyone just market six. Oh yeah, market six. That, that's kind of how it was. I was, I was at a, a very elite, uh, semi-private course in, on the Cape. Uh, on the Cape, yes, uh, the Cape Club in, in North Falmouth, right, right off Route One Fifty One, and uh, I birdied the par five ninth hole to. Uh, you know, win the front nine. It was great. I needed oh, a birdie. Ooh, yeah, ooh. I was very happy with that. But it was mostly sixes for me uh, on the day. You love your golf, huh? It's a great time. Yeah, that golf pisses me off to no end. Well, it was also a six-hour round. The guy takes more yeah. practice swings than uh, you know I've ever encountered. My my dad and my brother love golf. My dad my dad loves it. He's gotten back into it, and he's really good. So he like tries to help me out a lot but the other thing is like he's one of those people who takes a little bit too long but yeah dude also shoots like in the 70s so yes yeah, so okay so it, okay then at least it's justified like yeah. i'm a grip it and rip it type of guy like i just want to kind of run through it like i feel like i'm wasting swings on each practice swing i, I don't mm-hmm. feel like i'm correcting something you know what i mean i do one practice swing boom that's it so i can understand that I, yeah i'm, no, no, I'm re- lock and load ready go so this guy's taking his time and it was a cart path it was a whole whole thing yeah. cart path only you know whatever but, but anyway, we're not talking about my mediocre golf game today. Oh, we weren't. I was no. totally ready to go in we for could an do hour. That. Yeah, we could. We we could do that. We could do. I it. could fill a full hour just I'm on my done. mediocre golf game. That's I, a that's a different podcast called Change My Grip. Oh, there we go. I like that. That's, that's, and we sure want that to be about golf or. Uh, well, I would hope so. We could cover a okay. whole vast uh, variety of topics underneath that that title. No, but t- you're right. But today... <laughs> that's, that's my problem. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think today we're planning on talking about the two... We would probably say the best live-action Joker interpretations. Uh, well, you know, I've been teetering on this. We talked about this last week. I, I that's right. had uh, maybe a tie for third between Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson. Technically, it would be a tie for second. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you math. Really? Wow. Jeez. It's all the same. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm taking Joaquin Phoenix's side on this one today for sure. That he is the yeah, best I, Joker I, live action. I'm surprised you're doing uh, that's for sure. For sure. What did I say? No, no. I'm surprised that you're for sure. Oh yeah. Taking. That yep. Yeah. That you're that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. solid. Enough. Very confident, and this is. I'm going to win this debate today for sure. 
And I can't wait to convince other people who don't think that he's the best Joker. But we have news to get to first, yes, right? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, big news, more DC news. I feel like every week, you know, Marvel's kind of going to the back burner. We keep getting new and new, uh, this... more DC stuff. Not that it's good, although I do like this move. But, you know, everything, the Birds of Prey trailer and like everything. The like, bird, yeah, well, the like, Joker uh, was great. Joker was good. Joker was. You gave it an eighty nine. You were great. very high on it. Eighty nine is a high score for you. Great. Yeah, it's a high score for a DC movie from him for sure. That, yes. Is that your highest score for a DC? Pro, uh, well, no, I think Shazam was higher. And you would give Dark Knight a higher score than that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't consider those. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, because Nolan obviously killed it. But um, in this one here, we're talking about the newest Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have That's according right. to Deadline, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Has been cast as Selena Kyle or Catwoman, if you will. I will for uh, the newest Batman movie I directed would. by uh, Matt, Matt Reeves. Uh, she's actually has experience playing the role, believe it or not. She did voiceover work for Catwoman in 2017's The Lego Batman movie. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Uh, so then they should bring Galifianakis back to play the Joker, right? Because then he'd do. Uh... Well, if you want the Joker uh, to be in that movie. Yes, I think that I think I do. But it could be. I could I could get behind Will Arnett. As a live-action Batman. I would like that. That'd be yeah. funny. But how's his Bruce Wayne, though? That's what I want to know. I think he'd be a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be the best Bruce Wayne since that's, Michael Keaton. That's, that's the real question we need to answer. Uh, Anybody can wear the cape and cowl, that's right? Exactly. Exactly. But can he be Bruce? Can he be a smug billionaire? I think he would. I think he would I think be a great. Perfect I think when we make when we start making shirts, that needs to be one of our shirts. But can he be? A, can he play a good Bruce Wayne? Yeah. But how's his Bruce Wayne? But exactly. But how's his Bruce Wayne? There you go. Um, but yes. Yeah, so your thoughts on uh, so Zoe, Zoe Kravitz? For those who don't know, Zoe mm-hmm. Kravitz is uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Yes. Which you could have guessed. Mm-hmm. But she's also in X Men. Uh, the first one was the first class. First class. Yeah. The, uh, the first one, and she plays. I. Don't know her name. Her name was Firefly. I forget, but she was the Firefox. Very Def- fast browser to go opposite <laughs> of Internet Explorer or Safari or Safari or yeah. Google Chrome. Right. But anyways, we're not talking about um, Internet sites, servers, browsers. search engines. Right. Yes, browsers. That's it. Thank mm-hmm. you. As I <laughs> knock my headphones off. Yes. Uh, I believe it's Firefly. Don't quote me on it. But she was the character that had the the butterfly wings, and she could spit fire. And she was a stripper. And she was also a stripper. Yes. So she, uh, what? Uh, no, no. I... Yeah. So just for, so everybody remembers who she's because I because I he, as soon as I started perked up uh, at the stripper part. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm, that, I'm, I'm just I'm wondering how much of this is nepotism. Not getting this job. Really? Her stepfather is Aquaman. Her stepfather is Aquaman. Yeah. So Zoe Jason Kravitz. Moa? Zoe Kravitz is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz yeah. and Lisa Bonet from the Cosby Show. Okay. And Lisa Bonet is now married to Jason Momoa. Didn't know that. So oh, it's like, you know. got some pull now. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's oh, wow. throwing that's, his that's weight around. Like, wrinkle. Gotta get the family in there. Yeah, jeez. I think she'll do a great job. Yeah, she, she's I think beautiful. She was, uh, I enjoyed her performance in that movie. Not a major role, no. but she did well when, with what she had to do. And for those of you who uh, may be a little confused by that beautiful baritone voice that you just heard, oh, yeah, uh, that right. is our resident guy in the chair, Tim Weisberg, who's been dealing with a little bit of a cold today, so we appreciate him uh, powering through for yes. us. I had to sound extra sexy for you tonight. It was great. Oh, yeah. But what, what do you think? I, I think it's cool. Like I, I like it. I, you know, I don't know much about her, so I don't have uh, yeah. you know, a thought one way or the other, but I, I kind of like getting... Um, a little bit more diversity in there. Uh, mm-hmm. We've already seen Jeffrey Wright cast as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. We got Robert That's Pattinson right. as a Batman. We got a nice Brit playing uh, an American uh, billionaire. I like. 
I mean, Pattinson I'm fine with, but I like the idea of using actors who are kind of known, but not really that well known, where they can kind of immerse themselves in the Star role. Star or Jason, where you don't, where you're not necessarily seeing the name and thinking like, oh, that's who that is. And that I think that's one thing Marvel did very well because Robert Downey Jr. was a star, but he had you know not, at, that, not at the point that he, uh, Iron Man. N- not now, no, no, not to where he is now, but he was a known name, and then he had, but he had fallen from grace. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans was kind of known, but really only as Johnny Storm, which eh. Chris yeah. Pratt was a known name, but not as a superhero, action hero type character. Right. He was Scott Hatterberg and. Um, and Andy Dwyer. And Andy Dwyer, yeah. Exactly. So, and a bunch of like side characters in other comedy movies. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that, that that this is a good move on their part if they're trying to build up Selena Kyle at all. One more villain they have uh, casted but haven't given a role to yet. Jonah Hill. One more actor they haven't given. He's definitely, they've definitely cast him or is that just a rumor? I see the, in the story that I've read. Okay. Uh, in, in, it was Deadline. It must have been the Deadline story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said that he is I he's attached to the movie. Okay. Signed on, but it's either the Riddler or the Penguin. I'd want I mean he's I think he could do either. He, I th- I'd want him to get a, gain on, some weight back. Out it, of the yeah, it depends on which Jonah Hill he is. Fat right. Jonah Hill is yeah. the penguin. Skinny Jonah Hill is the red Exactly. Skinny Jonah Hill He's kind of like so ripped, weird. too, now, re- recently. Did you see that photo that someone caught of him? Like, no. Where he's holding an iced coffee that, like, he was holding it by the lid. So he was kind of holding it like this. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. the lid fell off. And some, like, some paparazzi snapped the photo, like, just as Photo it was detaching and the coffee was coming out. <laughs> that was like the what made like news, whatever it was, last week or something going around social media. But everyone was also talking about, man, Jordan, Jordan Hill's kind of ripped now. He's Is not he? just like a skinny former fat dude. Oh, okay. Does he have a big head still, though? I don't think so. Because that, that would bother me a little bit. Like he's like a walking, talking candy album. Right, yeah. That, that would be a little weird to me. I, I think he's Penguin, man. I can't. I could, I could see either. I'm not a fan of him being the Riddler, just because Riddler's so like. Where's the, I mean? Uh, also, I'm kind of thinking of the Jim Carrey Riddler. And in if like I saw the spandex, it, yeah, that, yeah, well, you the, wouldn't do that. Your Riddler needs to be insane, and he's more of a better performer as somebody who's just giving like smart ass one liners. Yeah, which would definitely be more of a Penguin thing. Yeah, exactly. and we're and I, I like, like that. Yeah, like look at Batman '66. You know, like with with the way Burgess Meredith played the Penguin. Where it was kind of like, he would just rip off a good line now and then, but generally he would just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. talk normally. I think that's probably what they're going for. Because the, the Danny DeVito penguin, which, bring him back. He's yeah. still around, and he's still great. But the it's Danny DeVito penguin was uh, more grotesque. Definitely you know? has yes. the, yeah, definitely has the look that I, well, little. When I think penguin, I think Danny DeVito. He's hashtag my penguin. See, but the original Little. penguin wasn't like that. The original penguin wasn't half man, half penguin. Mm-hmm. The right. original penguin was just a fat guy in a tuxedo. Did he just yes. have like hand, like hooves? No, not, like, ori- not originally. No, but the Danny DeVito version. His hands were like this. Yeah, he yeah. had webbed hands and yeah. webbed feet. What's, that's great. Isn't that's that from stuff. Star Trek too? The, well, that's live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. The Vulcan. Right? Also, the Vulcan. Some, some people have the problems Thank where you. their hands are webbed and like they. Have, yeah. Their hands are stuck like that. I think that. I've met someone who has webbed feet before. Name's Michael Phelps. <laughs> Fantastic swimmer, I'm sure. Whoever, yes. Whoever you met. I think, yeah. May, yeah, they might have been. Anyway. Uh, El Camino. Okay. The uh, Breaking Bad Netflix movie you I may or may not be yet. familiar with. I haven't seen it yet, but you two guys saw it. So I'm going to take my headphones off, cover my okay. ears, and let you guys talk for a little bit. All right. And just also keep the camera on him, though, because I, I think he, I have a feeling he'll make some funny faces. All right. I'll, that. I'll That's just it, me I'll talking right here. on him. Um, you saw it, Tim. I did, and uh, we refrained talking about this off the air. My my thought was it was nice to have, mm-hmm. uh, but I 
don't think really a whole lot happened. As yes. I as I said to Nick, if this had come out, if this was something that was built up over a couple of years like Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. I would be hugely disappointed. Right. But whereas we only found out about it a couple of weeks ago and like now it's here, I'm like, okay. It's nice that we yeah. have it. Yeah. It's nice to have. But it's uh, it's not like I was, uh, you know, jonesing. I know a lot of people were Jesse Pinkman fans. I wasn't. Yeah, I, I didn't really get the whole appeal for him. And, like, I'm trying to think back. What else was he on? Was that really his breakout role? Yeah, it kind of was, yeah. Because he hasn't really done it. Like, I know he's been he's on that uh, show a voice on, on Hor- BoJack Horseman. He has a show on Hulu that was... I saw the first couple episodes, The Path, oh, uh, or yeah. Amazon, one of those two. But he... um. I appreciate the Jesse character more now, having yeah. watched that movie, and I, I think like we needed that to to understand the character and to appreciate the character. He's more. kind of a, a punk. He's a punk, but he you see in this like he's not anymore. Yeah, like he's kind of making that that full evolution. Uh, what what I liked about it was you know you got a few kind of like nods for fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some well, of the whole movie is kind of like fan service, right? Uh, but I also, you know, I, I liked some of the stuff that was that was in it. I loved getting to see Todd back again. Yeah. I forgot what a great character that was because, like, he's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Jesse Plemons, right? Is that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, you forget, like, how stupid he was and how great he played him as a stupid villain. Right. But yeah, yet, no, he was one of my favorite characters. I, that, my favorite things to come out of this movie. He's all, you know, he was always one of my favorites in everything that he's been in. Yeah, he, he was uh, in uh, uh, Game Night. He was awesome in that movie, I don't too. I have seen that yet. Oh, it's good, I, yeah. Uh, Friday Night Lights, I hated him at first, but then, like, you grow to like the character over time. The TV show. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then he was on Fargo, one season of Fargo, mm-hmm. and he was really amazing in that. So, I mean... I would almost say like it was just as much his movie as it was Aaron Paul's. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. It's um, this is exactly what I I'll, I'll read read you what I wrote down here. It's almost word. It was good, but not great. I'm happy we had it. I made the mistake of skipping the previously on portion. Yeah, and that, I also didn't watch it as intently as we were talking about before. Like I was making dinner and stuff. As stuff was going I, on, I thought so about I watching the last episode again before. Watching the movie, it's too far, too far, too much time. But I was afraid them. that if I did that, that would lead to me going back and watching the whole series. Right, again. Ex- exactly. I, I can't devote that much time now. And then the idea that Jesse Pinkman um, can decide his own fate, I think, I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Uh, I still, I still, and I mentioned this to you before we went on the air, and maybe somebody out there is is listening. I still don't understand the Mike scene where he's standing on the side of the the water talking to Mike. Mike's telling him to go to Alaska. But he's already got the shaved head and the leather jacket on. Mike should have been dead by that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. You mentioned. I, I think I, that was one of the scenes I walked out on. Because by the time, there. by the time Jesse escapes, and by the time he goes to Badger and Skinny Pete's house, like he he hears the report that says that the people are dead. So Walter's already killed Mike by that point. Yeah. Yeah. That that was weird. I, I don't, I don't have it. a I don't have an answer for you on that one. I'd have to read like some of those recaps online. And yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do that. Do some digging. It was, it was slow, but it still did a good job of kind of keeping the suspense throughout. Like I was still kind of like you know in, interested, intrigued the whole time. It's called you know none of this stuff would actually matter. You could have listened to all of this. It's <laughs> Just called likes looking like a psycho. It's called a Breaking Bad movie, which makes me wonder: Is there going to be more? Will there be more Breaking Bad movies? Right. And I don't really know, like, who else do I care to see? Well, because you already got better, you know, better call Saul out there. Like, who? Yeah. Which tells you a lot of the backstory. So, you know, Saul's backstory from that show 
and you know a lot of Mike's backstory from that show, so it's not like we need like a Mike movie, although I'd love it because Mike's my favorite character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I would like um, the uh, um, huevos, the chicken. Uh, Gus Fring? Poilos, yeah. So Gus Fring is actually on Better Call Saul. Oh, is he? But is so, he like big in it though? Oh, yeah. So oh, basically okay. what they did is because like Better Call Saul is happening before all this stuff, they had him you know, get involved with with everything. And so so now he's basically like in every episode. Ah, okay. So it's, All right, I like that. Okay, no, maybe, maybe trust I'll have to me, give like, that a show. You watch the first season, and it's going to be a little bit rough. When you get to season two, and then season two is great acting. By the time you get to season three, you're like, this is Breaking Bad. I get this now. Okay. All right, I'll keep that in mind. We can bring you back in uh, now, Nick. You yeah. really didn't miss anything. Good, good boy. Come come back. Yeah. Nick, I do go. have one yep. question for you. Okay. From And I'll ask Wes the same question. Go ahead. Take away the fact of what they the, what car the police were looking for and everything else. Would you rather drive an El Camino or a Pontiac Fiero? Uh, I can't even envision those. those an El Camino is the car that has like the pickup truck back, but it's a sedan, right? But it has like a pickup truck bed for the back mm-hmm. of it, and then a Pontiac Fiero <clears throat> is like a two door version of a Firebird. Okay, uh, did you did you already ask Wes this question? No, I'm asking both of you right now. Give me now. the El Camino. You would take the El Camino? Yeah. And then what's the other one? Uh, the Pontiac Fiero, F-I-E-R-O. That was the car he had after. That was, yeah, Badger's car. Mm-hmm. I would go with the El Camino, for sure. So the El Caminos are cool because they had Hemis, and they you know, like they were basically like a Monte Carlo SS, but it was like with a pickup truck bed. I actually drove, I had a Pontiac Fiero. Oh, did you? Yes. It was not one of my finer. Vehicles. I was going to say, so w- which would you? I-, I would still pick the Fiero. I hate El yeah. Caminos. Yeah, I, I don't either, but it's just a nice kind of novelty, you know? It's a it's a conversation starter. You bring it to parties. People are like, who's El Camino is that? It's, oh, that's mine. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> you look like a real jackass. I just thought it was funny that, you know, he had to get rid of the El Camino, so he ends up driving, like, the only car that's probably worse that's than probably, El Camino yeah. people. I would say a Geo Tracker uh, is up there. But a better, better a Tracker than a Metro. Or a Metro, too. That's the little spec uh, bubble, right? The yes. sedan, yeah, or... Two-door coupe. Um, okay, so anyway. You didn't just spoil something for me, did you? What? What you just said with the El Camino and you had to get rid of it or whatever? No, it's uh, like in the trailer, like you see him driving the Fiero. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the movie's called El Camino. Okay, I just, I'm just asking. I don't trust him. I trust I would, either of you I would never. Matter. I hate people that ruin things. I'm going to leave the room so you don't ruin Joker for me. I would never ruin a movie for you. Okay. Never. What state, I don't trust you. What state nickname is The Last Frontier? What state nickname? Yeah, that's a, that's a spoiler without context. You know, you yeah. see those things on Instagram. Yeah. I gotta say, one of the Dakotas. You would be incorrect. Okay, so that's we'll move on from that. Okay. Um, anyway, Venom uh, Venom director says Spider-Man crossover will happen. Quote eventually. Oh, this is big news. It is. Me. I don't know. I've really dug deep for this one. Well, and it's, it's going to be Holland too, right? Holland yes, and Hardy. That's what they're saying. So in an interview with fandom to promote his new movie, zombie double zombie land, double tap, excuse me. Ooh, uh, Ruben Fleischer, who was the director of venom said, quote, it's all going to lead there. And that's exciting because we changed the origin of Venom from evolving from Spider-Man to not because they obviously couldn't use Spider-Man and all that stuff anyway. So it's all building towards when they actually confront one another. Uh, Also worth uh, noting here is Ruben Fleischer is not the director of the film for Mm -hmm. Venom 2. 
Andy Serkis is heading up Venom too. Nobody knows the involvement of Ruben Fleischer in this movie. So where is this information coming from? How that he's saying you, that? How does he know it's actually going to be the case? I have no idea. I don't trust anything that when it comes to Spider-Man and Sony right now. Neither do I. No. Other than the fact that he's back in the MCU, I do trust that. Right, that, but that's that. Marvel. Right, that's yes. Uh, I believe it because it's a Marvel thing. Because Marvel is involved. Absolutely. Yeah, with the Sony stuff, man, I don't trust them at all, and I don't know how I feel about. I mean, yeah, you need to have Spider-Man with Venom. I understand that, but. I'm kind of okay with the Venom origin story as is right now because Spider-Man is not in that universe. Right. If he is in that universe, kind of bothers me a little bit. I got to be honest. Well, what's he doing in San Francisco? I mean, I know he's going, well, you know, he's globetrotting all over the world. Uh, I think because he got in trouble with what he did because he's an investigative reporter. Well, I mean, Spider-Man. For, oh, right, Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you would. I think you would bring Venom back to New York. That may be what you do. I guess. But he got kicked out of New York previously. But you can always also bring him the back. sequel's <laughs> going to have Carnage in it. Supposedly, so, that I'm excited for. So, that's if you're going to have carnage in it, it, that's probably what's going to draw him back to New York. There will be carnage because oh. you know Cletus Cassidy, as far as I know, is locked up in New York. Uh, oh, he, yeah, that so may, be maybe not. Have to though. go back for that. Um, I think Cletus Cassidy is actually going to be starring in uh, Zombieland Double Tap too. It will be. Sure. Yeah, Lee, I, I mean, I'd be pissed too if it turns out like we could have had Spider-Man be in the origin story and he's not. Like ridiculous. The origin story of Venom. Oh, Venom. The original yeah. Venom. Well, that's yeah. what they were saying. They were trying to get some sort of even just like a, a cameo or something Where in there. Where they couldn't do it, they shouldn't have done it. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. They should have found a way to just kind of tell the story around it instead of showing him becoming Venom. Just explain that he already was Venom. I hate the fact that they feel like we need to have the origin of every character. For story IP that already exists. <laughs> yeah, right. you know. Like, just yeah. give us... The story. Yeah. Some people are going to care. Some are not. More, I would say, well, aren't. That was so great about the original Spider-Man. Well, not the original one, but uh, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. That they didn't give you the backstory. That you're like, all right, you get the idea. Right. Spider, done, we don't have to twice. get into it. Yeah. yeah. Done it twice. You had the cartoons. If you like Spider-Man, you already know. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, maybe not Spider-Man, but there is another animal person uh, who, who rounds out our news segment of the week. <laughs> this looks, I can't believe you're in uh, on this the, movie. I'm not in on it. Oh, good. Okay, that's comforting. I don't understand it. I'm not saying I would go see it. Okay. I just can understand how this would make a lot of money. The Doolittle movie, starring Robert Downey Jr., uh, dropped its trailer for reasons I have no idea why. Did you see it, Tim? Because we watched... The trailer? Watched, yeah. No. Is it Disney produced? No, that's the thing. It looks like it's Disney produced. It does but it's, it uh, is it. Is it Warner Brothers? or I forget, but it's not Disney. No, the only way movies. I could think of it, like even being a smart move for Robert Downey Jr., is... If like it was somehow tied into his Disney contract, they're like, "Well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hold you to one more movie, and it's gonna be whatever we." And See, I think he got crap. paid a buttload of money because I don't understand why but he. But he's would be already made a buttload of money. Well, I think what he's he's not gonna tur- he's not gonna accept money because he's like, "Nah, I'm good. I've had my fill. I think I'm not I gonna would go back to the buffet." I think I would eventually say, "Okay, well, I don't know." I'm assuming that by being a Dr. Doolittle movie, it's some stupid kid-friendly movie. Kind of, oh, but not really, though. I think it's going to be a kid-friendly movie. I wouldn't say... Yes, it's kid-friendly, but I wouldn't say it's geared towards kids. Like, it could almost be... I think it's more encompassing. An adult Dr. Doolittle would kind of be funny. That's like, the if you had, like, really dirty animals. Well, it's oh, not that. Yeah, no, it's not, not that. Not like if that. it was like that, I could see it happening. It feels very weird to me, though, Tim, because... Robert Downey Jr. sounds like he's doing an ASMR video. And I like those, but not when it's in situations where you shouldn't have it. He's talking like this the entire time. 
The, and the accent. I don't get the, a ac- British the accent. British accent. Is it a British accent? Though? I don't like, know. I can't well, do a British accent. The original Doctor Doolittle was British. But so oh. like he did Sherlock oh, Holmes. Great. Right. right. He did two movies of Sherlock Holmes where we had that British accent, and this sound. This is like a this completely sound different weird, yeah. dialect. It's, which hey, kudos to him if that's the case. Did he have a British accent in Sherlock Holmes? Uh, I thought he did. I thought he did. Maybe we just because. Maybe he didn't. No. I thought he was. I thought he was an American Sherlock Holmes. He was definitely in. It was in England, but England. I thought he was an American. He could have been. I don't know. Jude Law's in it, so I figured that he was just British too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't remember. I just assumed. Yeah, but either way, it's it's it, it does sound weird. It, yeah, like, it does, it's not what I remember from Sherlock Holmes. I can no, tell you that. no. It's but not. he's also whispering each time he talks, pretty much. Like for like the one instance where the tiger comes at him. That's right. it. He's, but he's whispering. He's like, what, why are you advertising it, it like this? It's all CGI'd animals I'm that so have, um, you know, that can talk, obviously. Well, that I mean, it's can hard to get engage feelings. Well, oh. you'd be surprised. Is it? Really? Uh, what was the line from, uh, there was a movie called Hot to Trot that had a talking horse with John Candy doing the voice and Bob Gold, Bobcat Goldweight. And he's like, well, what about Mr. Ed? He could talk. No, he couldn't, but his lips moved. Your lips would move, too, if somebody was shoving a carrot up your ass. Oh, well, there so, you go. Uh, well, you, know, yeah. you, you can get animals to move their lips, at least. Okay, yeah. Just involves carrots and right. I don't, I don't think right. the ASPCA would think sign off on those Wildly no. inappropriate. No, 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 no. But I think this will make a lot of money. I, I don't want to see I'm it. blown away by that. I, I see. I, I don't. I think, I think people respond well to uh, emotional animals. I think or humanistic animals or personified and animals. And don't forget too, ninety percent of the audience going there just wants to see Robert Downey Jr. alive. <laughs> yeah, that's a good like point. that's gonna be who goes to see this film. <laughs> that they're gonna expect Tony to Stark talking to animals. Now, yeah, yeah, so I want Marvel fans to go there and then draw the connection of how Tony Stark didn't really die. But he is just uh, in the witness protection agency, sailing the world with and, all and of that, his animals. And, it's and that his daughter in the movie. Everything right. that happened. Instead of killing him, just led him to be able to talk to animals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the power of the Or Infinity even better, the animals are all just Jarvis. Or actually, not Jarvis anymore. Right. But yeah. Friday. Friday. But yeah. Now that's what's actually operating all the animals. I, uh, oh, see, that's, re- that's good. That's real good right there. I'm so. Uh, if it was all that, then I'd, then I'd want to see it. I would, then I'd understand why he's whispering all the time because he's lost his freaking mind because he just died from snapping. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I, I just think this is a movie that's like, why do we need this? Yeah, exactly. And that's why yeah. I don't think it'll do well. No, I don't I think, think it'll do it well. It might do little. We didn't need Joker movie. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I hate oh, you so much. You. Get out. Just You slap. I can't get out till drinking buddies. That's, that's oh, fantastic. You're such a pain in the ass. Oh, that was, that was really good. <laughs> That was nice. I love um, a good pun. Love a good pun. You got to keep me around for something. That's uh, it. So, real quick on the uh, on the comic book minute. So, got two things that I think are noteworthy this week. We have Tales from the Dark Multiverse Nightfall. So, Nightfall was or Batman Nightfall was when Bane broke Batman, which we saw in The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. into the, where he bends him over his knee. Um whatever snaps him in half over his knee this is a little bit different though this is when this is like picking up for where he left off and i have this uh coming off of cbr's preview if i can get it uh so 30 years after bruce wayne was broken and failed to take back the mantle of the bat john paul valley also known as Azrael, normally uh known as saint batman has Ooh. turned gotham into the city of his dreams in his new order uh, killing has become commonplace, and criminals live in a in constant fear. 
all in the name of justice. But just when all seems lost, a new hope for Gotham City rises. The son of Bane. Oh, that sounds like a dope, pre- like oh, a dope story, okay. right? Yeah, and it's a one-off too. It's you know, I guess it's selling at five ninety-nine. But I, I, you know, I might, I might have to go pick this one up. Especially if the Bane that they're, if they're taking kind of more the movie Bane approach, mm-hmm. where he's actually cerebral and he's not just a monster. Yeah, and it's it's son of Bane, so they can do whatever the hell they want right. with it. Uh, the other one that's that's big too is the Dawn of X is starting because Powers of X and I think it was. What was the other part of the X? But either way, that that whole X Men, um, House of X and Powers of X. Mm-hmm. Yes, that whole event has ended, which has now started the whole new X Men um, universe. I guess in the comics, they they talked about rebooting it and everything. So X Men is the first one that's going to start things off. X Men One is this week. So you have Wolverine, you have Marvel Girl, you have. I thought you had Storm. I guess not. That's in a different one. Uh, Cyclops and a few other characters. Cable's in it too. So. I mean, if you like the X-Men, they're kind of starting things over again. It seems like it's going to be a new story. The whole Powers of X and House of X was a total, um, was was a very different storyline. And that is, I, I, I'm excited for what's next with the X-Men. How lazy of a comic book uh, artist, writer, uh, how, however you want to, thinker uh, to be, to, to come up with Marvel Girl. Or like Captain Marvel, like uh, it's a Marvel yes. comic well, book. We're gonna call it Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't I'm get a, that. I'm a Marvel girl. Like so, there's no, it's like I think uh, let's the call original the superhero uh, superhero man. Miss Marvel is another one too. I don't, Superman's yes, yes, superhero. Bad, yeah. yeah, Superman's pretty generic, but he was also founded but, in the yeah, 30s at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the original Captain Marvel was Shazam. Yeah, was Shazam. So I think that what it, it was was that. Marvel wanted to have a Captain Marvel character to take away that that mantle because they needed to have they I think they thought it was going to be a flagship character for them and it just didn't take the Miss Marvel yeah. one's yeah. weird to me though to West's yeah, point yeah that's always that, been a little that, strange that one's kind of out of left field but that was that was originally Carol Danvers yeah but I get your point the Miss the Miss Marvel one come up with anything else yeah yeah we we say this all the time but it's it's on the nose. Yeah, well, there are some times where it's like... It, 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 Even for me, I, that sounds like too on the nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very on the nose. But uh, for our drinking buddy yes. this week, to go with uh, the theme of talking about El Camino, we have partnered up or juxtaposed against one Paired another. off, yeah. We have Jesse Pinkman mm-hmm. and Saul Goodman. Which one are you guys going out for a drink with? On a Friday or Saturday night, Wes, would you like to start, or would you like Tim to start? Is it only on Friday? Because like, I'm, I'm a Thursday night kind of guy. You can pick the night. Okay, so that's okay. So okay, uh, that's good to know. I'm just trying to set the scene. Saul Goodman, no question, mm-hmm. hands down, mm-hmm. good time. It's always what, what's the uh, the popular phrase? You always want a good good lawyer and a good bartender friend. Like those are like the two important people to have in your life. I will take your word for that. I think I feel like I've heard that before. Dad. You should ask your dad. Your dad's a lawyer, right? Mm, barely, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure what that means. But I'll, ask, okay. I'll ask Marcus Farrow next time he's in. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so yeah, it's always important to have uh, you know a good bartender, a good lawyer, and your friends. Uh, and he could possibly be be at least one of them. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you ever tend to bar. Do you want to see your attorney drinking a lot though? Yes, especially if it's one that I know that's Saul Goodman who's going to help me like launder money and get things. And if it's Bob Odenkirk playing him, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a good time. He was almost Michael Scott. That's right. He was almost Michael Scott. Who would have? He would have been a great Michael Scott too. So it's like, it, would have been different. Saul though, sure. Goodman, kind of an a hole. Bob Odenkirk, I would hang out with him any minute. Okay. So the the problem here is that neither of you have watched Better Call Saul, 
and you don't know about his real, you know, how Would, he became Saul Goodman. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's not his, his real name, no, right? Right. No. Uh, so if if you knew that character and kind of the evolution of uh, of of uh, of Jimmy, then um, it's completely different. And you would look at him in a different perspective and, and, and say, like, here's a guy that I really would like to sit and have a drink with him. Uh, it wouldn't just be, like, this caricature of himself that he became later, this scumbaggy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, there really is a lot of depth to him there and, and probably more depth than there is to, to, to Jesse. But here's the problem is when you go out drinking with Saul, it usually turns into pulling a con on somebody. So you got to be ready to be part of that if you're going to be drinking with him. Yeah, like he's I'm gonna tr- he's I'm gonna try yeah. and, and scam somebody out of some money while he's you, drinking. You do it for a st- as long as it's not me. That's um, that's what I, was gonna I say. do it for the story. But that Jimmy McGill, that's like what he does is he goes out and he like he'll be at bars. He's a like, grifter, and he'll he'll con people out of money and and uh, and and they do a, a really good job of like kind of getting into his psyche as to to why he does it. I, I just I don't think I could stand to be around Jesse Pinkman very long. Yeah, like, I've Jesse never Pinkman, been a fan. Yeah, just doesn't do it for me. I appreciate him better now, having watched the movie and seeing kind of like, you know what he what he became. But if that if that's what he has to go through for me to like him, then uh, I'm good. If I'm going if I'm going and having a drink with I forget what his name was at the at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but you know that would be one thing. But if I have to go and have a drink with yeah bitch, I'm not really down with that. Yeah. Yeah, see, my he's thing is short. I he what? He's very short. Short is in stature. Yes. Okay. So that's so that is not a deterrent for me in this situation. I would go with Jesse because I think that you have a big personality, Tim. Though, so. <laughs> I totally graduated high school, Dick. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. He um <laughs> he has a ton of stories to tell, and he's very he. I feel like he's willing more, much more willing to share than Saul would be, as much as Saul may have. I don't no, know. no, Saul will have great stories to tell you. You just won't know how many of them are true, but okay. you will be thoroughly entertained. And I'm not hmm. sure, given uh, what we've seen in El Camino, that Jesse that, would tell us that Jesse Pinkman wants to like rehab, like pull off the scab. Okay, yeah. then I would, then I would probably go with Saul. Then I would be in the same camp as you yeah, guys. Yeah, right. I guess I think like I don't know because I was never like. Were you a big Jesse Pinkman fan? He's fine. Yeah, now I if I'm, if I'm drinking with, I knew some people who really liked him. Though I knew. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't big, get it. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he was really popular. I think. I think, it, I think we're in the minority here. Yeah, we're like we're the Walter White fans when you're not supposed to really be a Walter White right, fan. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like Walter White the most. But if I if, Skyler, if, if I'm mm. oh, please no, <laughs> if I'm drinking ass. with, I liked Hank. Yeah, uh, if I'm drinking with yep. uh, that 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 death hurt when when mm-hmm. they killed Hank, if I'm drinking with Jesse and Badger and Skinny Pete, that's a different story. <laughs> Badger. That might be I'm fun. Going Badger. Badger. You know who I would not want to drink with was the the candy welding guys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They yeah, just absolutely. seemed like a bunch of douchebags. Yes. Did Badger die in um in Breaking Bad too or no? I don't. No, I don't think he did. No. I don't think he so, just no. died in um. The movie we saw, the super, the Superman, evil Superman movie. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's right. Bright, yeah, Brightburn. No, yeah, Badger, yes. Badger's in El Camino. Oh, is he? Not, mm-hmm. not a spoiler. He's oh, in the trailer. That's fine. I, I could see why he would be. He in goes, if he's not he goes dead. to Badger and Skinny Pete's house when he's looking for help. Oh, okay, but you, did you, you ended up seeing Brightburn, right? Not yet. I haven't oh, seen it. Well, Badger's in Brightburn. In. See, I think a solid uh, drinking buddy's question would be, uh, who would you rather have a drink with, Walt Jr., aka Flynn, <laughs> or Skyler? Oh, that is a good one. 
That's <laughs> the lesser of the two. That, that's a uh, really good one. That's uh, a damn good it's, one. It's uh, just, I just shot. wouldn't want to drink with, uh, what's her name? The, the girl that got killed with Walter? Uh, the one that they poisoned the tea? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't want to drink with her. She was like the biggest pain in the ass. In the yeah, whole no, show. thank you. It wasn't Jessica Jones in this show, too? Previous. She was, yes. She yeah, was, Krista Ritter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walt let her die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a spoiler because you guys won't haven't watched Better Call Saul yet, but you you know where he came up with the name Saul Goodman? No. Saul Goodman. <laughs> Get out. For real. <laughs> wow. That's where the name comes from. Saul Goodman. And what's That's funny is the moment brilliant. they drop it on, on you and you're like, Oh, geez. Yeah, that like, is it. Stupid. Why did I not realize that? Yeah. But that's what it's all about. That's, that's good stuff. I had no idea. So now so, I think is a portion of the show where we say goodbye to our uh, faithful oh, guy in the chair. As we get to our main topic of the evening, uh, which is uh, who who's the better joker? Between Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger or one walking Phoenix. Yes, sir. And Tim is almost out the door, and then we can oh, get started. Well, so just to reiterate, I, Goodbye, I would like Tim. to uh, just update some people as we normally like to do with our main topics when we're reviewing movies about uh, what they're doing in the box office right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joker is still number one. This is one full week. So they won the box office weekend, opening weekend, and now one full week in the theaters. Uh, they've massed $548.2 million worldwide. Damn. So this means Joker is roughly a little more than halfway to matching the Dark Knight's $1 billion total. I think it was $1 billion, $4 million is what nice. uh, that made. Uh, for further comparison, uh, Joker's $193.6 million domestic first week is a little bit lower, about $40 million or so, uh, of the Dark Knight's $238.6 million domestic first week. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. So as we saw with Avengers Endgame, when it comes to these totals, like just because it took half a week to get half a billion dollars or one week to get half a billion dollars, um, those numbers drop off dramatically. Because mm-hmm. yes. how many of those people, unlike Avengers Endgame, how many people are going back and watching this movie for a second, third, and fourth? Yeah, time? I don't. I, I don't see, think that's not really that. Doesn't we were saying that yeah, the rewatchability is kind of low here. Uh, I actually thought the I actually thought the rewatchability was there. No, I'm sorry. You have this is one of those movies where you have to be in the mood to really sit down yes, and watch it I over agree. again. Yes. It's not like a Deadpool. But where I do want to see because we were talking last week about like that that Fight Club kind of thing about like what was real and what wasn't. And yes, I think that's there. It's, there's a second time rewatchability for sure in terms of just seeing it as something completely different. Right. But I think it's a quality movie that I would enjoy watching again. It's just I gotta be in that mood to do so. Actually, I may see it again. So when my dad talked to me about seeing it. Yeah, you know, and I was kind of surprised after listening around uh, to a bunch of other podcasts, not even just the local ones here that we like to listen to, um, but a lot of people were down on it. I don't get that. I, I yeah, don't, I, don't was, I thought it. it was really good. I don't. Now, I think it, it's you know expectations versus reality. I think it's what it comes down See, to ultimately. But but I mean, first of all, there shouldn't be expectations for a Joker movie. I don't care that Joaquin Phoenix. And I, how do you have expectations? You have no idea. What do you know it's to the, expect? It's the same thing that Jared Leto faced. I think everyone's going to be walking in that shadow of Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this is see, and this is where. Well, and it's also, I mean, the source material is so vast. I know not for an origin story per se. This is where people are dumb, Wes, because wait on me. This the difference between Heath Ledger and this Joker is Heath Ledger. 
he does he doesn't seem like a Joker who just started being the Joker as much as it's the first time we see him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he's he's all brand new. This is the this is where we'll start our argument here where I'm taking Joaquin Phoenix's yeah, side. This is the beginning of Joker. This is like, everybody expects him to. Oh, you know he, he the other Joker, uh, Heath Ledger Joker had a plan and all. He's an anarchist and all this stuff. This Joker can become that Joker still. He can become whatever the damn hell he can wants. Can he though? I have a tough time like yes, he can. making that reach. Right now, it doesn't seem like it, but he's at the very beginning, and he seizes everything as a joke, and it's fun. Like yes, Heath Ledger's Joker has he has kind of a purpose, but at the same time, he doesn't have a purpose. He wants to disrupt order and everything like mm-hmm. that. This Joker can go and disrupt order. He can absolutely go and do that. Why can't he? He has, he can do whatever he well, wants. So I think it's important, especially when we're, we're talking about two movies that kind of take on a Joker at two different points in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, That's huge. To going by what we just know and not being able to go off of where we think he would go or where he came from beforehand. You know, all that other stuff. We just have to go by what we saw on the screen. Right. Like, that's the only evidence that we have. Well, that's the problem, though. I feel like a lot of people don't go by that when he, I think people look at Heath Ledger's Joker and say, this is gospel. Most people over Nicholson, most people say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, that, and that's where I'm at. And this. that's part of the problem. You say, like, we don't, you can't go and factor all this stuff in. Well, you're factoring in that that's the Joker and that's how he's supposed to be. I think, I think it's great. I think we've seen an adaptation of even just how he. Joker's portrayed even in like comics and other things. You kind of see the smeared face paint and that, that kind of like disheveled look. Like I feel like you look back through comics and he like was kind of like a sharp dressed dude. He like was slicked back hair and like everything was kind of like perfect makeup and like nice pin like pinstripe suit, purple mm-hmm. suit. And he, then now he's just kind of like ragtagged. He's definitely lost it. And I mean, if you look at it, is it death? And I think that comes from Heath Ledger. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe um, you know, uh, that was reflected in the comic books beforehand. But. They've definitely made alterations with him through the years. I am I mean, I've, I've said it before. I'm not as familiar with him. In the older comics, I would say mm-hmm. my, my original stuff that I saw was from the Batman the Animated Series. But the things I've seen now, he's, yeah, he's a mess. But I don't look at him and say... He's an anarchist, and he's trying to bring down the system. I feel like he's always trying to create problems for Batman. He's trying to create chaos, absolutely agent of chaos for mm-hmm. sure. But, but I don't is Arthur Fleck an agent of chaos? In some ways, he is an agent of chaos. He went and just blew a guy's head. Spoilers, by the way, in case you know. Well, you yeah, this you second, know. second episode in on this. You, episode, you should yeah, know. Well, yeah. they didn't listen to our review episode. These kind of things usually do better numbers. That sounds like a personal problem to but, me. Well, that's a fair point. Either way, <laughs> he yes, he's absolutely an agent of chaos. He went and shot a, like a major television star in New, they were in New York, right? No, they're in Gotham. So yeah, basically New York. He went and blew his head off on TV. All the news. Like, that's how is he not an agent of chaos? So yes, in some ways he, he's he's different than Heath Ledger, of course. But yes, but he's yeah okay yeah. But it's not it's not the Joker that we come to have known over the years. I would say he's not no no, no. he's not Heath Ledger's Joker, which wowed everybody. Which he was perfect. He's a perfect. But foil he's to not. Bale's is, is he, I don't think he's even Mark Hamill's. No, he's not. Joker. But Heath Ledger's he's is not neither. Jack Nicholson's Joker. And he's neither not a, Heath Ledger's. He's not a, a mobster. I know that. Well, that's what I mean. Right. So, but we're asking who's the better. Right. Not, not, so so even it, in your argument, you're still comparing him to Heath Ledger. Like you're trying to say like you, you know what I mean? No, but like, you're saying but you're saying all these things and I'm saying neither is Heath Ledger's. No, so I think I think Heath Ledger is is a great um you know, like like a, a starting off point for for the conversation of what the perfect joker should be. So one, I think um there has to be mob ties. 
right? There, you have to, there's some sort of organized criminal activity that they're that they're some that they're involved with. You can say that if you want to. I don't I, think he has to. I think I, so. Yeah. I think he can just be a friggin' nut. But go ahead. I think he's also that. I think you have to be funny. I think you have to find that balance between uh, someone who is uh, in- incredibly uh, maniacal, mm-hmm. but also can like snap back and kind of have that laugh into it. And I think we get that from uh, Heath Ledger's performance. I mean, some of the, some of the comments, like every every time he's talking to all the mob bosses, it's hysterical. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's funny. When he's talking, to, when the, when he's trying to kill, um, when he's killing off all the guys in the opening bank heist scene. And they're like, I bet the Joker told you to kill me after we take a bigger share. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I had the bus driver. And yeah. it's just like his delivery of everything is fantastic. But then you can also see him go to that like sharp other end. Yes. Where like he's on the uh, television uh, broadcast with those like homemade videos that he was making. Yes. And he gets in that really low voice and he's like, look at me. Mm-hmm. And, that, like, that, and, and that freaks me out. That and, I don't remember. And it's, and it's the parallels of those two that I think that you can kind of go to either end of the spectrum at any moment's notice. I don't think we saw that necessarily. No, we don't. With- but the the uh, the first example you gave is totally the Joker. The second one is Heath Ledger's twist. That's something right. I've never seen before. But, but, which I, I think enjoy- is great. You know what? I should have started with this disclaimer. I love Heath Ledger's interpretation. Yes, and I, and I like Joaquin Phoenix's too, so. Exactly. So, but for the sake of this argument. Anyway, when, the, the, like, I appreciate that interpretation, but I don't feel like Joker necessarily has to do things like that. I like an awkward Joker. I want a Joker who just doesn't fit in because that's the whole thing with all the super villains is they all look at Joker and say, this guy is so freaking weird. Like, not just that he's a nut. He's, like, uncomfortable to be around, and, and, and you don't, you have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, Arthur Fleck, you know what? We all thought he was going to kill himself on TV, right? Yeah. And then what happens? Boom. See, is it Maury? Is that the, um, or C. Robert De Niro, uh, whatever. Yeah. What, what was his name? I, oh, why am I? It begins with an M. It begins with an M. It's yeah. a, it's an, and it ends with a Y. But either way, see you later, Robert De Niro. I'm blowing your head off on TV. He's unpredictable, and he just, and, I mean, he killed his mom after he loved her for so long mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So... I, this guy is not some like he's he's weird. He doesn't entirely have a plan, and I don't mind that either. I don't need Joker. To, I mean, yes, I want him to have some semblance of an idea of what's going on, but he's at the beginning stages where now we're seeing. Yeah, he may have a plan, but he can just he may go see see an opportunity and he's gonna run with it, and it may see, it's gonna be way more nuts than what he originally had planned. Yeah, I want I just, unpredictability. So I think the un- unpredictability is important, and I think you know that's what Heath Ledger also brings to the table. There, I mean, he has, definitely has more direction mm-hmm. uh, than than Joaquin Phoenix does uh, in this, you know, in, in The Dark Knight. Yes, he has a plan; he can carry it out. It, it is uh, a very intricate plan at that. But they both don't really have entire. I guess they both kind of have an endgame. I would say... He, and that's my problem. So the guy who doesn't... Like, what is Joaquin Phoenix's endgame? So this is what you were saying, right? So I, I can picture Heath Ledger's performance uh, because he he was a villain. Like, yeah. He, he was believable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he actually seemed like a bad guy. Uh, from what we saw in Joker... This was just a guy that you felt sorry for. And this is what we talked about a little bit about last week. Did you feel sorry for him that much? More so than I did for anything of the Joker or of the Dark Knight. Yes, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a straight villain there. Well, or of any other Joker. I felt bad that for him, but then across. it's like he becomes a friggin' nut by the end of it. And he kills his mom. And he well, kills yeah, that but that's dude the whole point. You're supposed to be able to sympathize and understand where he comes. I mean, that, that's the whole point of the movie. That's what Todd Phillips had even said. 
But I just can't buy, um, and I, I know I'm kind of breaking my own rule here, uh, that Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker would go on from this movie and become, like, a big villain. Really? Yeah. How, how are you breaking your own because, rule with that? Because I, I, was, I was like, let's just take what we gotcha. have, yeah, okay. uh, you know, from start to finish, credits <laughs> and everything. Uh, but oh, it's fine. I, you know, I just, I just don't see because even... Like, the the uprising that um, he causes in Gotham City is almost in spite of him. It's not because of him. How is it not? How is it not because of him? Everybody was like beloved. He was a but the he clown didn't, was but he didn't by lead it or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not a leader. Like right, the Joker, the, uh, Heath Ledger's version of the Joker was able to rally people around him. He took mentally unstable people, and yeah, he sure he had those kids who helped him. Like you know, when he kills off one of those mob bosses, yeah, and he says the first time, but the. The, the dad story about right. the smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, that's the thing about the Joker is he is not a leader. He's an unstable but freaking psychopath. But he's smart enough trust. to win over the mob and hand over all, get all of the mob's money. But this guy is at the, yes, but this guy is at the very beginning of his career. Can we agree that Heath Ledger does not seem like he's at the very beginning no, of things? No, no. And that's what I think also adds to, um, you know, just the overall, like, What's the word I wrote down here that I'm blanking on? I don't know. Whatever. But the overall scariness, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, of, of you don't know his backstory. So I think part of knowing who Arthur Fleck is or who the Joker was before mm-hmm. uh, he was the Joker takes away from the aspect of just how scary or corrupt or how bad or what how you think of him because you know the person before the face paint. You, you know what I mean? Right. So it's that idea of like the idea of the unknown kind yes. of being, uh, you know, a little bit more attractive or appealing. Okay. Uh, I, welcoming into like that. I already know Arthur Fleck there and we only really get the Joker for 10 minutes. You're right. We really, we only like do it. 10 thing. or 15 minutes. You know, he's not that the Joker for that long. He's Arthur Fleck for the majority of the movie. Right. But it, yeah, but it's still like we need to see, I mean, it's, he's slowly going more towards Joker every single step of the way, but mm-hmm. you're, but you are right. He's not the Joker till the tail end of it. But let me ask you this three, I think three. So uh quick questions. One, who has the better laugh between the two? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. They're both really good. I'm taking Joaquin Phoenix's. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think yeah, of Joker. Yeah, I'd probably go with you on that one. Who has the better outfit between the two? Uh, Ledger. Okay. Uh, that's a tough one for me. I mean, Ledger's is really awesome. What I'll say about- I, And I don't even like... It's something weird about Joaquin Phoenix's face paint. Well, yeah, because it's like the old school. Like, yeah, I've never seen Joker's face paint like that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, the thing that it's, it's off putting. The thing that I think helps Heath Ledger's Joker out so much is, and at least this it had this effect on me, and I'm curious if it did on you. I didn't. I, I mean, I knew it was Heath Ledger, but when I look at him, I cannot tell that it's Heath Ledger. Right. And it's it, and it rattles me. I have to like in, in his remind you know, his, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm really like as I've watched it through the years, I really try and see like, is that really him? Because it doesn't look like him. I'm thinking right. of the guy from the Patriots, you know. I mean, in uh, Knight's Tale or whatever. Like this is that's who I'm thinking of, and this is this is the same person. But you know, to his credit, I I will say that you ever see uh, Lords of Dogtown? No, but I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. So it's a, it's a really good movie. He stars in it, and he is like a uh, Southern California surfer bro. Yeah. And everything, and you don't even recognize him. Like I I, like, I don't know. Really? I didn't rec- yeah, because he has such a 
fake accent like that. And I think, huh. what is he, British or Australian? I think he's Australian. He had a, he had a strong accent, but he had a very strong, like, Southern L.A., yeah. California accent. And, of course, like, he's in 10 Things I Hate About You, too. And right, and he had the glasses on, and mm-hmm. I didn't even realize, like, the, the dark, like, Ray-Ban sunglasses on. I just never recognized it was him. Like, he had completely submerged himself into that role as well. Huh. That's the glasses too, I'm sure, made a huge difference. But that's, yeah. but that's the thing. He he's a phenomenal actor. There's no question. Both of them are phenomenal actors. Right. So then, my last one for you was, who would you feel like if we're sitting in a room right now and they're here with us? Okay. Who would you feel more uncomfortable with next to you, or if you have both of them next to you, who would you feel like? Uh, I don't think I more... would feel uh, comfortable with either one of them. Mm. But um, what I will say is Who do you think is that more, more inclined to blow your brains out first? I guess is my question. That's what I'm trying to get at here. The um, Joker. So so the Joker, like our Arthur Fleck. What are we talking? Like Jokers, both Jokers. Well, no, no, I understand that. But Arthur I mean, like, Fleck, Arthur Fleck, fully into the Joker by the end of the movie. Fully into the Joker by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Murray, that was it. Murray Franklin. Yes, Murray Frank. Is that it? Well yeah, done. Mur- yeah, he didn't even Murray, need to yeah. look it up for those not watching on, yeah, I think, uh, on I think that was, it just the YouTube channel. Yeah, so right after he killed Murray. Well done. You're yeah. absolutely right. Well done. Yes, right after that. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, I think I'm still going Heath Ledger. Really? Yeah. He blew up a hospital, man. He he did blow up a hospital, but at the same time, I, he gave him plenty of time to Kills Rachel. evacuate the situation. Yes, he did kill Rachel, but Rachel's also in a situation where she's tied to Batman. Both he created... Harvey Two Face. He did create Harvey Two Face, which was terrible. Like that, but, those are like three but, big things. But right there's there. motivation I behind put up four. Think about it. There's motivation behind that, right? The what's the motivation for killing Murray Franklin other than that he's got money? He did nothing wrong. Other, I mean, made fun he of Arthur. He insulted him. The whole reason why he wanted to have think him about on there. that. Think about that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He is far more unstable and far more trigger-happy by the time he becomes Joker. Okay. All right. I understand that, but how about in the early opening scenes when we see uh, the Joker getting introduced to the mob and he does the magic trick with the pencil? That, that is, why did he have to kill that guy? Because he was attacking him. I'm not saying oh, yeah. Okay. No, that is right. He did come at him. Yeah. 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 Yes. If you look at everything other than where he killed really that bus driver was part of the bank, the, the heist and everything— mm-hmm. He pretty much has a reason to kill everybody that he kills. There's like some level of motivation. Now, you could argue at the same time when it comes to Fleck, there's some motivation, self-defense with some of the the, the the bank guys. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about those bank guys. Finance bros. Oh, so you're not upset they died? No, no. Okay. That's what, yeah, that's uh, exactly I'm, what I'm saying. Uh, I more so mean, <laughs> I more so mean in terms of of the motivation, and everything right. like that. But even then, I'm not sure if that how much that adds to it, right? I mean. I guess the kids beating him up do, but I mean... Yeah, but what I'm trying to make that case is, is with Murray Franklin, you really don't have a reason to kill him. You don't. Not like not like any of the other yeah. ones that Joker has. He has like somewhat of a reason, part of his plan. It's what he represents, though. Ex- yes, the instability that at any second you just look at him oddly. Now, at the same time... Well, I was saying what, what Murray represents. Oh, yes, what Murray represents. But that's the, it. The haves versus the have-nots. Exactly. And he just wants to he wants to show the have-nots, or the haves, that the have-nots can take what they have. Yeah. Like the, What better way to do that than on a late-night TV show? I guess I can't think of a better that way. everyone, I, I would imagine everybody watches. I'm sure, yes. At that time, they definitely did. Right. Because it's like the 80s. Right, he only had like four channels. But my point is that he is so unstable at that point, and it's in the very early stages. And I think that he could grow into something more. Just to break your rules because you did yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he could grow into something more that's harder to deal with 
than what Heath Ledger brings to the table. He may not accomplish as much, but he may cause more chaos, if that makes sense. I'll, Heath Ledger pushed Batman to the the brink. Mm-hmm. Batman. Yes. I'm, I, Aren't you the guy who says Batman always figures things out? He does. Always wins? And he did. He did win. But at what cost? But the, th- the truth. He really pushed him to the edge. But the true Joker isn't in it to win anything. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, what, what was he trying to win? You're saying he was trying to promote that, show that everybody, anybody can just flip a switch and turn evil into any single day. Any, any, on any day. You're one bad day away from being me. Well, that's... Um, that's something else. But yeah, that's a different... That's a different movie. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not The Dark Knight. Are you sure it's not The Dark Knight? I didn't think so. I'm pretty sure that that is. I thought that was from a different Batman movie. Um... Let's see. Could be I'm, mistaken. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, oh no, that's the Punisher. <laughs> oh, the Punisher yeah. and Daredevil. <laughs> okay. I thought that was the Joker. No, I think they say it in something else though. I think it might be in a comic book or something like that. It might be. Uh, yeah, Killing Joke. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, um, so so not in, in this sense, but uh, where was I on this point? I think even just looking at, it, I think. Arthur Fleck is the happier looking clown. Like, who would I rather have, uh, you know, working my kid's sixth birthday party? Yeah. It's I, Arthur Fleck. Yeah. Even if he does bring a gun with him. Yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right about <laughs> There is no way that I'm having Heath Ledger come and, and blow up balloons for my six-year-old. No, I would say you're right. Yeah, that that he's definitely a happier. He's still pretty freaking terrible. All clowns are brutal looking, dude. Let's be honest. And I will say Heath Ledger... Put a bomb in someone's stomach and sold it sold it back up. That's a good point. That's, that's, that's pretty maniacal. That's pretty maniacal. But this Joker ain't there yet. That's the thing. Well, that's, he, that's what I'm saying. So like that's like this is peak Joker that we're talking about. We just got the, just a tip. Right. Yes, we did just get the tip. But but I feel like we saw a lot with that tip. I feel like <laughs> it was an impressive tip. Yes. Yes. There's a lot there. Like maybe, for, maybe we want to see what else was behind. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. Th- this is only the tip. Oh man. Wow. This, you know, like that's kind of what I mean. With this Joker, I mean, God, I've never heard that before. With then. well, <laughs> maybe someday when you grow up. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for the balls to drop. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Joker still, right? I don't know. Okay. I'm not even sure. So, but with with Heath Ledger's Joker, he is very smart. This uh, Arthur. That's what I mean. He's dumb. Not so much. He's a dumb face. But that's what ta- he's got balls to go back to what we were just saying. Like he is, he, right? Like he'll just do whatever, like on an impulse. And now, while I I will say Joker needs to be smart, I don't know that this that Arthur Flex Joker cannot become smart because when he becomes the Joker, he's different. And all the stuff that he said, I'm not saying he was right, but he was like making right a yeah. decent it, case. Like and he was, he was getting. Com- there was confidence behind his voice for once. That's it. There's right. confidence behind his voice. It's still deranged and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I think that, and I think that's what, and I think eventually he could become smarter and have bigger plans and get people to do things because they're behind him by the end of it all. Because he showed he had guts. Now, now the other thing about the Joker is that he is, um, gets beat up a lot. Could take a punch. Mm-hmm. They both could take a punch. I was going to say, who, who do you think takes a better punch? Well... This is where you got to give it to Heath Ledger, but the, but this isn't fair. Because he gets beat up by Batman. He gets beat up by Batman. But this Joker gets beat up a ton, and you know, like he gets beat up by those kids, mm-hmm. and then he gets beat up by 
those guys mm-hmm. not long after, and he has those right. bruises. So, I mean, I still got to give it to Heath Ledger, though, on that yeah. one. Yeah, you get beat up by the bat. But, yeah, exactly. But this one, but no, Arthur Flex, no slouch. He's got dogs, too. Right? Well, I guess he takes over, like, the Russian guy's dogs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess that he, makes he was sense. Joker did. Heath Ledger, yeah. Yeah, Heath Ledger had him, yeah. But, but you know what you say? You know what's funny, too, is I wonder how much, going back to the whole Fight Club kind of mm-hmm. ending twist, I do wonder how much those people were behind him by the end of it all. You know, how everybody was behind him in that, in that oh, moment. Oh, yeah, but so that was... After the fact, though. Right? So, like, oh, I guess... Okay, so it was after the reveal that Zazzy Beats wasn't really his girlfriend or love interest. But yes. it was before, obviously, the end of the movie where he's in uh, Arkham Asylum. I'm talking about when... Right, but that, that's where oh, it yes, yeah, Before the Arkham Asylum. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like, it's right after he shot Murray and then they get him out of the police mm-hmm. car and everything like that. Everybody's there rallying around him. Part of me wonders how real that was. Right. Because we saw what happened with the comedy club. Where we thought we were kind of believed that they were all laughing with him, and then it's like, no, 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 they're laughing at your ass when you said the whole people yeah, are laughing. And even now. Todd, Phil- like, I know this is getting a little bit off topic here, but I heard Todd Phillips say that there's like seven or eight different endings to yes. the movie, and I'm like, what? What are we doing here? What does that mean? There's seven or eight, like the movie ends seven or eight different times, or there there were seven or eight endings he could have chosen from. I, that's what I got the impression of, that he could have done seven or eight different endings, which I would have been fine if he just ended it right with him being on top of the world. See, I thought there were like, I thought he meant there were seven or eight different endings, depending on which angle you view this movie from. Uh, I hope that's not but what it is. But we're almost like getting back to it right now. You know, you know what I mean? So we got two of them right there, at I, least. I Everything's think... all fake, or everything is all real. Mm-hmm. And then you have some variations in between there. Yeah. But I think there are really only two real endings, Then you, like you said, and then you can have variations off of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, confusing. It's, uh, at the like, end of I don't know. I don't know left from right anymore. You know, if it, I will say this, if that was all a dream, then yes, that he's very creative mind and everything. But then obviously it goes. Then he's not he, the Joker. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, not the Joker. Exactly. And then it goes. He's disqualified. Right. Yeah. But um, knife play. Not applicable for Joaquin Phoenix. Knife play. I, I feel like the Joker was very big in the knife play. Like um, the whole time when he gets brought into, mm. um, uh, you know, Gotham PD, they found all the knives on his suit. Yeah, obviously you get the Jared Leto knife uh, thing where he's lying. So you're gonna give me the laugh. Don't. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I won't. I won't, I won't make you do it. But you know, he's lying and in, in all the knives that are pointing to him. Oh, that was that's something else. Really love that. I do. You know what's funny? That's awesome. You'll appreciate the story. So I was, the, there was a girl I was dating in college, and one night we were just you know, sleeping in bed or whatever, and I, I or, or whatever, and I just you know, like we were legit. No, I swear to God, we weren't okay, messing around or anything yeah. like that. But we were just sleeping, and I, I was like, I had started doing that laugh. I think Dark Knight came out when I was in college. Okay, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, you were soon. Yeah, it definitely came out. I remember the whole thing. So I did the laugh. And I did like right in her face, and she was like, oh, "What the hell are you doing? You know, like, I I scared the crap out of her." And it was that was just like that. And uh, was that the end of the relationship? Or? No, no, no. We did it all the way through college. Yeah. Oh wow, good yes. for you. Power through. Wow. Still friends to this day. She put up with it, huh? She, yeah, I I kind of had to stop doing that. You should send her a video uh, tonight. Yeah. Of just that laugh. Yeah, I'll cut it out. Yeah, and yeah. see and see what happens. Oh no, just send her a little Facetime. Yeah. Little, oh, little video that's message. a good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That will go over well. I'll think about it though. But but there's no knife play uh, to get back to that subject. Yes. Because, uh, 
uh, with Arthur d- Fleck. I would say like I would have like like I, I think better fighter personal thing. Pleasure. Yeah. If we, oh, did, yeah. if we did a scorecard, there would be things where I would say I, I think that Heath Ledger would win in quite a few, but there are but they're not necessarily what I think is always quintessential to the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think that the mannerisms that Arthur Fleck has is more accurate to what I think with the Joker. Yeah, because they both are really great at um, manipulating their uh, body language. Right. I would say. I would say with uh, Heath Ledger, it's like the licking of the lips and like all the little like facial tics. It was a gr- that was a great ad by him. Yeah, unbelievable. But that's manic. That's right. what he's doing there, and the, everything else. It feels like there's so much more anger behind it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as uh, Joaquin Phoenix is completely manic. And that's why I think he, that's what I think is important. Well, it's like the body contortion and like the way like he just never feels like fully comfortable with himself, like in his own skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I think that's something that's very important that he beats Joaquin, I mean, um, Heath Ledger in. Right. Yeah. But again, we, we are catching these two iterations of the Joker at different points in time. Mm-hmm. One looks and appears to be very comfortable uh, in his own skin throughout the duration of it because he has the ability to hide behind the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other doesn't find that until he finds the mask or, or the face paint or whatever. That is a good point. That is a very thank, good point. Thank you very much. We've also moved the goalposts like 15 different times yeah, ex- when it comes well, to... It's tough, yeah. though, because it's tough to say, like, all, all right, well, yeah... You gotta you gotta think about projections in the course at all another, times. Another funny, uh, funny moment where, where like the Joker kind of has to have a sense of humor Fitting. through it all. Yeah, uh, was uh, in the Heath Ledger when he comes out in the nurse suit. Yeah, that was. A good I one. think that's funny. That's, that's funny stuff. And that he's, was he's funny. just like hi. Yes, that's great. That's good stuff. Yeah, that was, no, that was good. He, I mean, they're both. Uh, I think personally, they're both phenomenal performances in the course of it all. Yes, and. But again, I still think I might take Jack Nicholson over Joaquin Phoenix. That's just because we it's more of the Joker. It's not just Arthur Fleck. That one that one hurts me a little bit. It does. That's a big part of my childhood. Yeah, that's a fair point, but yeah. funny moment though, I will say for Joaquin Phoenix. I meant to bring this up on last week's episode. There's a point, I forget where uh what what goes up, but he he's talking Joaquin Phoenix is talking to someone. And he goes to leave, and he leaves angrily. And uh, I think it was a cops or something. Yeah, the cops are going to question him right after his mom goes in the hospital. That's what happens. And he's like, "Well, if you if you excuse me, I have to go tend to my mother who just had a stroke." And then <laughs> walks right into the exit only door yes. sign that doesn't open. That and was I'm perfect. Like, that's hysterical. Yes, that was perfect. But here's my. But thing. that's like just Arthur being a loser. Yes. you know what I mean. It's not like. Intentional comedy. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 but it was good. It was good for like the 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 tenor of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that got like a pop out of me. You know, oh, I, was okay. like, I was like, aha, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with but with Nicholson, didn't did you feel like he had a plan or no in the course of what he was doing? Yeah, I thought he, I thought he had. A plan. That's yeah. part of my problem with him. Right. Like, I'm not, again, another phenomenal performance. But everything he but says doesn't make sense. That's if awesome. dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs> Yeah, that's yes, one of the more famous lines ever. I think I think yeah. Yeah. Is that is that cinema Scorsese? Oh, there we go. A-hole. But you know, I, I didn't say this in the top, but I had you as the Martin Scorsese to my Todd Phillips. Oh. I did not say that. I wanted to get that get a little rise out of you. Wow, I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Cuz I wouldn't have appreciated that. 
So I think we're both in agreement that I won this conversation, but mm-hmm. is there anything else that you would like That's uh, to say? That's not the case, but, you know, we'll... Uh, I don't I'm think we're going to... throw it in there because I feel like anyone who listens to this will be like, no, 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 no. He's it, right, yeah. Let's right. remember. I'm, def- I'm definitely the underdog in this argument. Yes, because, yes, you are. Yeah, I think I did as, I think I did as well as I could have... I think you did a good the job. Course of it all. You, you, you definitely uh, changed my mind on a few things. Oh, did I? If if I can. Yeah, I, I would have been insulted if you didn't. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to our. I, I have nothing else to add. No, that's it. I think that's good. I feel. I we'll feel leave like it up to the, the people. Too. We'll let the people decide. We'll let the people decide. So that brings us to our on my mind mm-hmm. and what has been on your mind, Wes. I'm very yes. excited. For oh us. yes. Uh, hold on one second okay, here. Yes. Let me just pull up. Okay. Yeah. Wait. You're wait good. I gotta let Tim know one that more. he can come back in the studio. Okay. So yeah. Take, so. Uh, for those of you watching the live stream at home, I had a Coca-Cola before uh, coming on the air today, and it says, share a Coke with Ferguson. <laughs> Ferguson. I've never... I. Uh, Who is Ferguson? I, and why do I have to share a Coke with this person? And why have I never, ever come across a share a Coke with Wesley? Or Wes? Or Weston? I... Weston, I'd be surprised. I mean, I know a couple Westons. I think I knew one Weston. I think I've only known one Weston in my life. But I, I t- tell you the truth, it doesn't. I don't get it. I have, Ferguson. I saw one with Martinez. They're just putting last names on here now. Clearly, I don't you get my first name? Like my first name isn't that like you know unique or like out you know. My name, my first name became fairly common in our generation. Like, yeah. You know, from you know, four years younger than me, obviously you four years older than me. I, I think I've only seen Nick or Nicholas once. Really, I feel like they come out bigger uh, in Christmas time. That could be part of what it is. Nicholas, yeah. that could be why. I, I just wonder because you wouldn't get Nick, right? Because your full name's Nicholas, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess it's, I don't know how they do. It. I don't get many cokes these days, to be honest with you. If I'm getting soda, it's either orange soda or Sprite. But, oh, okay. But I don't. I just wonder if that one was a pop, if Wesley was a popular one because I feel like Wesley. I wouldn't call it a common name, but it's not an uncommon name. Right, exactly. So I wonder. And I if, think it, they, it's unisex too. I think you can even uh, women could be called that. Really? I think it's very rare. But really? I think, yeah, I think so. I is your is the way you have it spelt common, or is there usually a T? No, I've never seen it with a T. I think I thought I had seen one person with a T, but maybe I was. Just I think me. that is uh, the outlier. Okay. Yeah, maybe I could be completely wrong. Because every uh, Wesley that I've met, there's uh, no T. And it's not Wesley either. It's Wesley. It's Wesley. Yeah. Do I say Wesley sometimes? I mean, it happens. It doesn't bother me. That's why as much I just anymore. say Wes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And my just, friends call me Wes. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how it works. So it's okay if I call you Wes then too? No, no, no. I see my friends call me Wes. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. But that's yes, your you're, layup right there. Your complaint about Ferguson is definitely I don't warranted. know. What's up with that? I've only heard of Fergie Jenkins and They have Fergie. a football in there? Yeah. I don't know. It's bullshit. There's Leroy Jenkins is the other thing I was thinking of. Hell yeah. <laughs> Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. From that vid- from the video, the guy who's like running, he's like playing Madden, running down the side. Oh, of the- put the team on my back. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Fergie Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins, and Fergie. Anyway. <clears throat> And Jabrickashaw. And Jabrickashaw, that's right. Oh, yes, that's right. Who could forget? Now, if I saw a name share a Coke with Jabrickashaw, I would throw her. Rip shit fit. Rip shit fit. That's nice. I just came up with that on the spot. I yeah, like that. Very well done. Uh, I wouldn't blame you in that instance, I guess. Okay. What, what's on your mind? You. So on my mind, 
So we talked about what we're going to do for our next show because we mm-hmm. have the next two kind of planned out. We're not certain which order yet, but we're leaning towards talking about Zombieland Double Tap next week. If not, we're going to do it the week after. But try and see it as, um, if you know in preparation for next week's show. And uh, instead... We're gonna. I wanted to mention um, my favorite horror movie of all time because we're gonna t- possibly talk about that. But it looks like we're not gonna do it. So my actually two favorites. They're you know sequel and prequel mm-hmm. or sequel and original. Twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later, twenty eight weeks later was the second one. Zombie movie. Yes, zombie movies. I saw twenty eight weeks later first. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, the, I mean when twenty eight days later came out, I was definitely too young to see. I would have. Had nightmares. I mean, I had nightmares watching the two of these as it was. Right. Yeah. Because I grew up in, so I grew up in Westport, as you know, and where I lived, it was like there were woods everywhere. Oh and yeah. And I was always terrified that like they were just gonna start popping out of nowhere and just waste the way some of them come at you. And, and yeah. these are like rabid zombies. These are. Yeah. No. This the isn't worst. like slow moving slog. Yeah. No. 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 They're they're coming after you. They're the worst. Like kind of World zombies. War Z zombies. Yes. They are World War Z zombies, and hmm, I don't know. The World War Z zombies were less scary, though, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, no, no, I, I remember seeing, like, the commercials and stuff for this. And I probably yeah. caught, like, a couple minutes on HBO or something like uh, that. Okay. I, I know, I know, I'm familiar with these zombies. Because the World War Z zombies are like, bite you, move on. Right. These might bite you and move on, but they're more than likely going to just, like, beat the crap out of you, bite you, maybe kill you, maybe turn you, I don't know. But then you just turn to this rage-infested, like... Yeah, not not. But I loved those movies. They they scared. So the you're a zombie guy because you you like The Walking Dead. I did like The Walking Dead. Too. You like Zombieland? I like Zombieland. Yeah, I guess I kind of am a zombie guy. Yeah. But they scare the ever living daylights out of me. You know, the first movie that this is one of the real reasons why I don't like scary movies and everything is that uh, I saw uh, Nightmare on Elm Street too early. One of the one of the um, Freddy Krueger movies. And I always had inner ear problems. And there's this one scene, Tim might remember this now that he's back in the studio, where this guy was deaf. And in his dreams, they took a giant Q-tip and oh. stuck it through oh. either end. And it came out. And their brains were... Oh, sorry. It's not on. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Yep. That was... Uh, that was And that was it for me. That freaked me out. Oh. I always had inner ear problems. My... Uh, yeah. The doctors tell you, don't go too deep. Yeah. That's the end result. It's coming out the other end. Mm, yeah, no thank you. Yeah, that would yeah, mess you up. Those movies, if you go back and watch them now... Laughable. Like, yeah, and you can see like what the, they were really going for the comedy. Like By the time they got to four, it was like more about the joke than it was the horror. Right, but for like a six or seven-year-old, like I'm right. not getting the joke there. Right. When you're, when, when you're older, you watch it, you're like, why would I have been afraid of this? But yeah. as a kid, it was terrifying. Right, yeah. I got scared by Clue when I was a kid too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that movie, Tim? Did you see it, Wes? Yeah. No, but, but I don't. I'm trying to think of why you would be scared of it. Because I was just I get scared over dumb stuff. That was more when I was a kid. Because it, it was like there was murder involved in that movie, and you you know suspense and everything like that. Right. Big house. And, and maybe you can't uh, differentiate the suspense from the scariness. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely the ran horror, into that. Yeah, yeah. That, I can get that. Yeah. yeah. There was, I'm with you. It was, it was a mystery aspect, you know, all that stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. I appreciate that. Why should make me feel better? This guy I'm trying over here. to. I know. I love. Uh, I love scary movies. So, what's your? Do you know what your favorite one is of all time? Poltergeist. Yeah. Ouch. The original 1982 you said that Poltergeist. Before. And I liked it. And then, um, you know, The Exorcist is pretty good. I don't really find The Exorcist to have a lot of rewatchability. Right. Like I have to wait a couple of years. I'll watch Poltergeist every single time it comes on. And I just found out while I was in my office that. Um, oh, breaking news. 
I well, uh, personal breaking news, but yeah. I'm I'm doing a convention in December that nice. is a it's a horror con that's happening in Connecticut, and I just found out that the kid that played Gage in the original Pet Cemetery from the 1980s. Oh, that movie version. also freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> the kid, the little kid in that movie that was like, you know, um, come and play with me, mommy. Like mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be at this convention. Oh, that's so awesome. He used to freak out my mom. So I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to be a phone call I'm going to have to make. Like, here, will you talk to my mom? Wait, so I have, uh, before we go, a last second audible here. I know we were talking about doing uh, Zombieland mm-hmm. Double Tap next week, but it is Halloween, and we were trying to think of a good Halloween Esque episode to do. We had that and they had the candy. We had the candy one. Why don't we uh, sit down and do like a spooky South Coast crossover with Tim Weisberg about some local like haunt, you know, haunted houses or something like that? Like I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, and I've been I've been saying we should do a crossover. I'll kick it out to the Spooky South Coast podcast feed and you you'll do that next time. Then instead, let's do listener. that next time. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like right? a plan to me. Is, I think I think we have an untapped resource here. I think people. I think uh, listeners will like. I that. think people would love to get a little inside look and then give so, a little extra pub to uh, Spooky about- South Coast, which it doesn't need. And give us it's a little pop on spooky. Yeah, we'll give you a little right. Exactly. Yes, that's yes. Get, but still, I'm getting ten thousand downloads a day right now. <laughs> a day? A day. Not that's because I just uploaded. I just up oh, after like weeks of not updating the feed. I just did. So like now we're getting tons of downloads because everybody's trying to get the old episodes that I hadn't put up. Yeah. So you want to do you want to do okay. real life haunted places? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll come uh, we'll we'll come find some popular ones. Uh, you know, I know you're very close to the Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tell maybe we could talk some so. things about the Bridgewater Triangle around here locally. Okay. Maybe Salem uh, Witch Trials. I'm not sure your familiarity with that. Pretty pretty familiar. Things like that, right? Yeah, I'm actually going to be, be, gonna be in that. Salem on Saturday doing a ghost event. Want to do that okay. for next week? Yeah, let's do that. Tim, does that work for you for next week? <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, awesome. So we will talk to you guys then with Scary Story Time with Tim Weisberg. I love that. Thank you.